Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yechezkel Perek Yud Gimel, Ezekiel Chapter 13. <laughs> And of course, we are dedicating our learning to the success and safety of Chayalei Tzvah Haganali Yisrael and to the safe return of all the Chatufim and Rufuah Shlema for all the Ptsuim, for all of the injured. Today, chapter Yud Gimel, in which we talk about the false prophets. The false prophets, as it says, Ha'omrim Um Hashem, those people who say, so says God, Vahashem lo shalacham. And God never sent them. Says God. Those people who talk in God's name, but God never sent them. So this is the challenge of false prophecy, a topic that we've already seen quite prominently in Sefer Yirmiyahu. You know, it's not the merely in Jerusalem that Am Yisrael need to grapple with false prophets. The community in Bavel among whom Yechezkel resides, is also faced by false prophets and false hopes. You might say, how do I know? And I want to recall Yirmiyahu Perak Chavtet, chapter 29, when Jeremiah turned to all of the exiles, the exiles of Yechoniah, the group which Yechezkel belongs to, and he told them to continue their lives. Build houses, live in them, plant gardens and eat their fruits. In short, continue the Jewish people in exile. But then, while he's telling them to continue their lives and to, to make a community in the diaspora in Bavel, we hear the sound of the false prophets there in Jeremiah 29. He says, don't let your prophets who are amongst you give you any false ideas. The Kosmechem and all of those wizards. Don't listen to their dreams. Now, to whom is he referring? We know that in Jerusalem we had Hananiah ben Azor who was saying that Galut Yehoyachin, that the exile of the 10,000 to Babel that they'll come home soon. He, he said, in two years, they'll come home. And it seems that the Cheskel is grappling with Hananiah ben Azor's counterparts in Babylon. In other words, there are people who are claiming that the kingdom of Babylon will fall and Jerusalem will survive and the exile will be short-lived. And to that, Yirmiyahu responds, no, no, you're going to be here for 70 years. He says in that chapter, chapter 29, If God etchem, only after 70 years will I visit you, it'll be 70 years before you come back to the land of Israel. In other words, there were false prophets, um, prophets pumping up hopes that Yechezkel's exiles are just on a short stay and that disaster won't come, but and now we're back to Yechezkel. Yechezkel sitting in Bavel and Yirmiyahu in Jerusalem both have argued that the flaws in society and religion are just much deeper. They're more systemic and the nation is headed to collapse. 
They're the bearers of the bad news, but time proved them correct. They sounded the alarm bell. You know, no one wants to hear prophets of doom. The people who warn that there are problems in the system, they sound like pessimists, alarmists. We all think things will be okay. And then suddenly, unexpectedly, disaster happens and we realise we saw the warning signs, but we ignored them because we were looking for a quiet life, for an easy way forward. And that's exactly what the false prophets do. What do they do? They give the new good news, as I put in the opening music. They offer optimism. They promise the good times will come and it'll be simple and everything will be okay. In the language of Al Perak, take a look, for example, at Pasuk Yud. They say, Yan over Yan, he too et amile more shalom. They've, you know, led my nation astray by saying, Shalom, there will be peace. For ain shalom. And again, uh, in verse 16, Hachozim la chazon shalom. For ain shalom, umashem alokim. You know, if there's a problem, we can't simply wallpaper it over. We can't wallpaper over the cracks. We can't ignore warning signs. We can't have blind optimism because when the rain comes, the wall will fall. And that's exactly the metaphor used by Yecheskel in Perak Yud. He says, They said everything will be fine. Nothing's well. Right? They've taken a wall, um, they've taken plaster, and they've plastered over the flimsy wall that they're building. Say to the people who are daubing it with plaster, it will collapse. When the driving rain will come, when the driving rain comes, it will fall. And when the wind comes, it will break it apart. And then the wall collapses. When the wall falls down, you'll have to say, what became of the plaster that you've daubed on it? In fact, the word for a cover-up in modern Hebrew is right? When you're And this is why Yecheskel in our Perek, if you look at Pasuk Dalad, he calls them Shualim Becharavot Nebiecha Yisrael Hayu. They're like foxes who wander, wander in the ruins. Because just like foxes enjoy ruins, because they can take advantage of a disaster scene, nobody's bothering them, they can scavenge for food. So prophets, false prophets, love a good disaster because they can preach hope and good fortune. But hope is the only good, says Yecheskel, if you repair the holes in the wall. If you're building something, he says, Lo alitem Israel. You didn't offer a way to improve the nation. You didn't offer to actually build up the gaps in the wall. The false prophets are like a fox in the wall. The true prophets call out the ruptures and they suggest that we actually need to fix the problems. We need to fix the wall. Interestingly enough, at the end of the chapter, Yechaskel berates not the male prophets, but the female prophets, stating that they've created a, a false impression. He even talks about their clothing. He says, 
um, he says, you have, you know, attractive garments, but they're, they're a fabrication. In other words, these prophets, they look the part, they wore the robes. Very simply put, if society has a problem, a flaw, if people are acting in a way that causes harm and damage, you can't pump people up. You can't, you know, to take an innocuous example, if a company is failing, you can't cheer up the workers by raising morale or spending money on elaborate staff events by having great publicity pieces in the press, because eventually the, the, the edifice will fall. Eventually the numbers won't add up. They'll speak for themselves and the company will implode. If that's true regarding economics, it's certainly true regarding politics, regarding national defense, regarding morality, regarding religion. People are willing to rely on all sorts of falsehoods. But are they really representing the two, true word of God? Are they representing the truth of the evidence? Eventually, the bottom line will speak. And it's really hard because often the truth is spoken by a few lone individuals, but they're preaching against the choir because there are more people saying, And in this regard, false prophecy is not merely something of the past. It's a living issue for us as well today. That's it for today. Lehitraot. <laughs>